1: Hi, this is Cal Ripken, Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports
0: Platter. And the ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download and subscribe to the podcast, leave some feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great, great friends over at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, pasta, hot and cold subs, wings, and more. Make sure you go ahead and over to Rosie's Corner if you're in and around Central New York. By the way, you got to try their unbelievable garlic parm wings and gold fever wings as well. Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Barks and Rec, Doggy Daycare, Axe Exotic Pets, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Like a good neighbor, State Farm and Matt are both there for you if you're in and around the state of New York, and Central New York especially. Go get a free rate quote and find out about their rate drop as well. Auto, Home, Life, Bank, Health & Business, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com, Matt Graham, and State Farm. Like a good neighbor, they're both there for you. Uh, I'm going to bring in here momentarily uh, one of the best in the business, a guy who I, I respect a, a great deal doing amazing things. Uh, as the Syracuse IMG football host and sideline man, play-by-play for men's lacrosse and women's basketball. Uh, does a little bit on the side of the Cuse TV and ACC Network Extra. Uh, Brian Higgins, who's on Twitter, at Brian Higgins SU, I want to talk to him about, um, you know, the Gary Gate hiring for the men's lacrosse team and kind of touch on the football team going into 2021 and also uh, women's uh, basketball with the transfer report and all the rest coming off of last season. But before I do that, I wanted to spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes chatting about John Carlos Stanton specifically because I don't know if people realize how much he is really blocking the roster. Brian Cashman is a joke. Aaron Boone's a joke. I think they should both be fired. And for more, you can visit pinstripepassion.com where I write extensively about this, but more so about Hal Steinbrenner in the sense that the Yankees, are never going to get better, and nothing's going to change until Hal Steinbrenner wakes up. He's the owner of the team. He's the one who can make more decisions than even Brian Cashman. Take the control out of Brian Cashman's hands. You get, you know, you take it, and you go hire a new GM. You go hire a new manager, or let the GM hire the manager. Um, you know, and I'm not saying his dad George, who by the way he said was, you know, I'm, I'm not like my dad. You know, no kidding. Um, I'm not saying he has to be like George Steinbrenner across the board. George Steinbrenner, I'm not saying he was a great baseball guy. Uh, he was an unbelievable businessman, and he had his moments as a great baseball guy. But then he was a terrible baseball guy by getting, you know, signing free agents, you know, old old roster. And I know that many people will argue. Well, the 1980s Yankees—they had the most wins in the decade. Remember? Well, that's 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 true, but they didn't really have anything to show for it. They were a really great regular season team. Does that sound familiar? Um, you know, but George, at the end of the day, if you want to give me, what did he win? Six World Series, right? I mean, 77, 78, uh, 96, 98, 99, 2000. I went to the pen, uh, World Series in 01, 03, uh, 81, right? I mean, you, you add pennants to, to, to those uh, to that resume. Uh, you, you give me those World Series, you give me those pennants, you give me those Hall of Famers. You know, the Dave Winfield signing, you uh, was probably up and down, same with you know the acquisition of Ricky Henderson. But Catfish Hunter worked, Reggie Jackson really, 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 really worked. And overall, I think you'd take George Steinbrenner. If you took the years he was owner of the Yankees in, what, 40, 30-some-odd uh, years, right, 30, 35 years, if you took that and you said, okay, you're going to win the World Series six times in that, in that time, you're going to win the pennant nine times, those are pretty good odds. You're going to be a pennant winner. You know, you're going to the World Series once every four years, and you're going to win the World Series, uh, you know, once every, you know, five to six, give, give or take. Those numbers are still pretty good. Hell needs to care. And the Yankees, by the way, they want to stay under the luxury tax threshold. Uh, even if they didn't do that and they made, let's say, one move here, one move there— it it might it might not fix anything. I mean, this is just the team they are. I mean, they've been flirting with five hundred as I record this, right? They're like just a couple games over. Um, you know, this is a team that if you go acquire someone, a pitcher or Tel Marte from Arizona or someone like that, like are they instantly World Series favorites? No. I mean, they're just they're just still not built the right way to win a World Series. It could be a trade or two to to shake it up send a message etc hell cares holy cow here we are we you know we're we're back but i don't i don't see it i don't think that there's that you know that unbelievable just fill in that extra that extra uh, spot you know p- put that put that extra you know that puzzle piece that last puzzle piece in and, and we're good now we can hang the puzzle up on the wall you know that Jake Westbrook for Dave Justice the Eric Milton for Chuck Knobloch, you know those those kind of moves uh, I just I just don't see it or even before a season starts you know uh, Homer Bush and Graham Lloyd and David Wells to Toronto for Roger Clemens or uh, way way before that you know you had <clears throat> you know Jeff Nelson you know and Tino Martinez come over for Russ Davis and Sterling Hitchcock I, I don't I don't see one of those moves being like that. Holy cow! Like that, that now we're you know we were pretty good before we were a contender before, but now boy we really needed that guy. We really needed this guy. Uh, I don't think it'll change the Yankees that much. But even if you tried to go do something in the off season, <clears throat> and even if you try to do something at the trade deadline, last year, this year, you know, two years ago, you can't do anything because Giancarlo Stanton's contract, and really Aaron Hicks for that matter, is signed for what seven and seventy-five, and it's just absurd the contracts Brian Cashman has given these two guys. But the Stanton one is even, I mean, that's the problem. Sure, Miami is footing some of the bill, but the Yankees, I mean, this is a $30 million DH who's wildly inconsistent. He's always hurt, can't play the field. I mean, there's a million things to consider with how John Carlos Stanton hurts your roster, and because of just the contract, just the contract, right? Can't do anything. Couldn't sign Trevor Bauer in the offseason. Again, and I'm saying you can't do anything because you've stated that you're not going over the luxury tax threshold. You know, you're not. You're just, you're, you, you've, you've you've committed to not doing that. And so you're going to stick it out with Tyler Wade and you're going to stick it out with Brett Gardner in center field. and You're going to stick it out with a struggling Clint Frazier. And even though he's been hitting Miguel Andujar, I mean, does anybody really trust him for the long haul? You're trusting Neto Odor, you know, to be, like, all these guys, you're calling up Chris Gittens, right? Like, this, these are the kind of moves. You know, you went out and got patchwork Jamison Tyone and Corey Kluber. How's that working out? As predicted by me, as predicted by pinstripe passion. Jamison Tyone is damaged goods. Corey Kluber is damaged goods. Brian Cashman was relying, and the guy has no idea how to form a pitching staff. They can't develop pitchers under his reign as well. But Jamison Tyone and Corey Kluber, like, who in their right mind thought that those moves were good? And they blew a ton of money on Kluber as well. Like, just go over the threshold and spend an extra $15 million and go get frickin' Bauer for two years, for God's sakes, right? I mean, like, honestly, <clears throat> you know, if it creates friction and competition with Garrett Cole, so be it. You guys want to win a World Series? You want to be like Yankee icons? Suck it up, go pitch, win, and deal with each other. Thurman Munson and Reggie Jackson did, you know? Oh, it was a different time. Well, it's still the same game. You know? It's still the same game. The difference was back then the newspapers ran the stories where social media now does, right? Like like the newspapers, Daily News, New York Post, all you know, all all New York Times, all all the papers. You didn't have talk radio the way it is now. You didn't, you know, you didn't have podcasting the way it is in social media, but the newspapers drove it to the point where at that time, newspapers were covering it the way then for that era, all of our media does today in our era, right? It, it's, it's pretty similar. I mean, when Reggie Jackson says, I'm the straw that stirs the drink and the papers go crazy and run with it. And it's, you know, front page news. That's pretty similar to, you know, Adam Schefter tweeting out something about Deshaun Watson or tweeting out something that is controversial or, uh, you know, uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, you know, tweet, tweeting, you know, doing woge bombs during the NBA draft or, during the regular season with something or an injury or, you know, Kevin Durant to the Warriors or uh, friction inside a clubhouse and guys are spewing at each other on Twitter. Like, you know, that, that was then, this is now like, it's, it's the same for the era. John Carlos Stanton blocks the roster in so many different ways. Start with just free agency. Can't go out and get guys like Trevor Bauer. What about the trade deadline, right? Like what about trying to go out and get a, a Trevor story or trying to get anybody? I mean, look at the Minnesota Twins. I mean, I would go get Edrelton Simmons in a heartbeat. I would have gotten him in the offseason because I think Labor Torres is better at second base. Go get him. Like, go get him. You blew it in the offseason. Go get him. Go give up, you know, give up Tyler Wade, although Aaron Boone's in love with Tyler Wade. He loves the outfield and infield play. He's versatile. into a Swiss Army knife to Wade. And has he called him Wadey yet, by the way? I don't know. But the reality is you can't go out and get somebody like that and put Torres in his natural second base position because you can't add payroll because you have the Stanton contract, right? You couldn't go get Trevor Bauer. You couldn't go get other pitchers. You couldn't go get Patrick Corbin. You know, you couldn't go out and get people. You couldn't go out and sign J.T. Realmuto. I would have cut Gary Sanchez so fast and gotten J.T. Realmuto, Muto. Couldn't do it because you can't add payroll. So he kills you from a free agency standpoint. He kills you from a trade standpoint. And then from a roster standpoint, Holy cow. I mean, we already know that these guys are too right-handed. Uh, uh, they're, they're too top-heavy with right-handed hitters. There are too many guys who do the same thing. They overswing. They swing for the fences. Um, you know, they're all from the right side. Many of them can only play one position, if if that at all. Judge, when healthy, Voight and Stanton, Miguel Andujar... And Glaber Torres are kind of like this now with the power thing, even though both of those guys have come around hitting a little bit for average. D.J. LeMay, who is a right-handed hitter, but he's not necessarily a home run hitter. He's a contact hitter. What am I getting at? Well, DHing Luke, you know, John Carlos Stanton is nice. But what happens when you want to DH Aaron Judge and you want to place somebody else in right field and give him a couple of days off, but you want to have Stanton in the lineup too? Right? Like, what? I, Luke Voigt. You know, when Luke Voigt is in there and he's playing first base, you know, again, if you had a real shortstop, you could play the shortstop at shortstop. You could play Labor Torres at second, DJ LeMahieu at first. You got Gio Urshela at the hot corner, right? That's your infield. You know, that's your infield. And then you could DH Luke Voigt. Oh, wait, John Carlos Stanton's your DH. You know, which is why, again, with all of the overload of right-handed hitting, I've said for a long time, just trade Luke Voigt. Should have traded him. And by the way, a lot of people think Brian Cashman won that trade. Go look at what Gallegos has done for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, he's not a superstar. He's not a slugger. I get it. You know, Luke Voigt plays in New York. He's a big muscle man. He's a fan favorite. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But for what St. Louis needed and wanted at that time, and for how important long men are in today's bullpen age, Gallegos has actually performed as well, if not better, than Voigt. If you go watch it and go look at the numbers, uh, trust me, Ronnie Gallegos has actually performed equal to, if not better, than Luke Voigt. So, if anything, it's not a win, it's a draw. John Giancarlo Stanton blocks a roster free agency, trades, positioning. And because he can't play the field, you also have to run out Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier all the time. You know, you've got to try and ponder. Oh, Tyler Wade, just go, go play center, go play left. Miguel Andujar, play left you know, go play, go play left field. You know, we had you at third. Now we got you at, in left. You know, might want to put you at first a couple of times. Th- I mean, what is this team doing? It's very simple. Put guys in their right position. They haven't done that. And part of why they're not able to do it is because John Carlos Stanton blocks what you can do from a versatility standpoint. There's no versatility on this team. Judge Stanton, Voight, they all do the same thing, right? You know, Chris Gittens now is in there. He's, He's the same player, too. He's a power guy. He's a power infielder. He's 6'4, 250, right handed, and he swings for the fences. It's the same player. Gary Sanchez, same player. I just named five guys. That's, that's half your order, right? That's half your order who do the same things. And you don't have versatility. You can't, you know, remember Ben Zobrist a few years back? How unbelievable he was for the Cubs and for the Rays. I mean, if Ben Zobrist type guy is exactly what the Yankees need. A guy who can play multiple positions, can hit from the left side, you know, is a really good glove. Like he's a Swiss Army knife kind of player. You know, they need that kind of player. They really do. John Carlos Stanton blocks the roster and it is absolutely brutal. The ML Sports platter is brought to you by our great friends at the Allen Angus pub. Go ahead and visit Allen Angus on Harrison Street if you're in and around Central New York. Home of the best darn Angus burger in town. Go check out their specials. Every week on Twitter and Facebook and AlanAngus.com. CNY Electrical, thanks to them, as well as Axe Exotic Pets, Camilla's Golf Club, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our friend Heather Saxton from Hunt Real Estate. Folks, buying and selling a home, it's a nightmare, right? It's time consuming, it's stressful, you name it. Look, go with Heather Saxton today. She makes it a little bit more easier, and she makes home more than just a place. She makes it a feeling. 315-727-3313. 315-727-3313. Heather at Hunt on Facebook. She's a licensed real estate salesperson under the Hunt Real Estate umbrella. Make sure you go with Heather Saxton today. Heather Saxton.HuntRealEstate.com. Heather Saxton.HuntRealEstate.com. And Heather at Hunt on Facebook. Let's bring him in, shall we? Brian Higgins, the terrific men's lacrosse, play-by-play man, women's basketball play-by-play man, football sideline reporter, and Q's TV and ACC Network Extra as well, covering the Orange. Does a great job, and he's on Twitter, at Brian Higgins SU. We're going to get into a lot of things on the Hill, most notably the hiring of Gary Gate, guy who I call the Michael Jordan of lacrosse, as the next head men's uh, lacrosse coach to follow John Desco. Higgs, how are you, bud? Welcome aboard.
1: Hey, was well? We're all along here with a, a lot of crazy news here I'm sure we'll get
0: into. No doubt. Before I get to the Gary Gate hire and the expectations and what it means for Syracuse uh, men's lacrosse, can you kind of put into perspective a little bit about what John Desco has done and, and what you think his legacy is and working with him and, and seeing just up close really one of the most accomplished resumes in lacrosse history. Uh, And
1: I think the last thing you said there, Mike, is key. I mean, you look at his resume, and legitimately there is not another person in the history of the sport that can equal his uh, resume when you look at playing career, assistant coaching career, and what he did with the head coach. And, you know, I I think Coach Desco, I mean, he certainly gets plenty of respect within the lacrosse community, but I, I don't think he's ever really been... Uh, you know, groups, when people talk about it, amongst the all-time greats, and I think that's it. I mean, you look at what he's accomplished. I just don't think he ever really got the, the credit he did for uh, when he was uh, Roy Simmons uh, Jr.'s lead assistant. I mean, uh, obviously uh, Roy Roy had the magic dust. I mean, he had the little the little extra that, that kind of put everything over the top. But, I, I mean, Coach Desko was there and was an exceedingly important part of those six titles. So, yeah, he won five as the head coach, and uh, the six as an assistant. I think you kind of look at the totality – and okay, are there better coaches? You can make an argument. You can argue whatever you like, but to not include him in that argument, and I don't think he really has been. Uh, I think that's foolish.
0: Tell you what, uh, and there's a little bit of the international thing where he, you know, won a silver medal uh, as head coach of the uh, of, of that team. And you know, I I know that the sports are different. I know Coach K is in men's college basketball. I know that the levels are different and some of the difficulty probably is is a little higher to win a men's basketball title because of the amount of games and the longer season and more games and all that. Okay. But Coach K also has five titles, Brian. And you know Mm -hmm. what? He he did it over four decades or so, and Desco's got five in half that time.
1: Yeah, and you're right. I mean, certainly it is harder to win uh, the basketball title just the way that tournament is and uh, the way the lacrosse. Uh, tournament is, I mean, a lacrosse tournament's getting uh, a bear to win one now,
0: but you
1: know, it used to be you could win it at least in uh, Coach Desko's first, uh, I believe it was two titles he won before they changed the format, and then going back before that, you could win a title in just three games, but still they won the games. I mean, and they, he was very good at the last game of the season. Like, when they got to the finish line, uh, he finished it off uh, more often than not. And that goes without saying. I mean, you get to that last game, uh, say what you want about depth of the sport or anything. You get to the last game, the other team looking at you is they are you in one way or another. And he you know how to win those games when it really mattered. No
0: doubt. Uh, Brian, what does it mean hiring Gary Gate?
1: Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting hire. Obviously, Gary. And I think we've seen it with the reaction amongst uh, the community, uh, the lacrosse community, the Gary gate name. And he last played college lacrosse now uh, more than 30 years ago. The Gary gate name still means something. And I think it, it means something to the lacrosse community for one. It means something to the Syracuse fan base, which is important. It means something still to recruits who never saw him play which is important in, in the way, I mean, he's the Michael Jordan lacrosse. I mean, everybody says that. And when everybody says that, that means something to 16-year-olds, even though they never saw him play. So that that matters. Now, we'll see what can happen. He's been a very good women's lacrosse head coach. like He's been a college head coach now for 14 years. And yeah, they never won the title, but they've been a top five team basically the entire time he's been a head coach, give or take. So he knows how to run a program. Now, can this tie into the move he has to make to the men's program? I think that's where we're all very interested in to see how it works out. Uh, I think we're all hopeful of it. Obviously, Gary knows the game. He is not, you know, pigeonholed as a women's lacrosse head coach. He's a A lacrosse guy. He loves whatever kind of lacrosse exists. So uh, the hope is uh, that's able to carry over.
0: Expectations obviously are always high. We know about the history, the tradition, the titles, the Simmons family, on and on it goes, what Desco did and and carried it through. But are they going to be at an Mm all-time high for two reasons? One, they haven't won since 2009. And I know I do know how hard it is. I'm with you on that. I just talked to Charlie Lockwood on this show not too long ago and he put it into perspective of how hard it is to win now compared to his era. 2009, though, still for Syracuse is a little bit of a long time at the same time. And also because of the gate higher. Are expectations going to go higher for this program? Well, I'll say this
1: I don't think so because I don't think they can. Like, go back to, I mean, this is just a few months ago um, when Coach Tesco was in charge. Let's go back to February. What was expected in February? The national championship. Well, you can't expect more than the national championship. So I, I don't think the expectations actually change. As, like, I get what you're saying, but it, as crazy as it sounds, Syracuse's expectations as a program literally cannot get higher. They are the same every year, and they've been the same every year for almost 40 years now, and that is at minimum the Final Four, whether it happens or not. That's the expectations. And then the expectation is you win the national title every year, even though that's unrealistic and impossible, it's the expectation. So to say it gets higher, uh, no. Now, obviously, it'll be significant, but I, I think that's what Gary embraces. That's what John Desco embraced. That's what Roy Simmons Jr. embraced. Like, that's the fun of it, I think, for those guys that it's really hard to do, but to pull it off is uh, all the more rewarding.
0: Let's hit one football and one women's basketball before I let you run. Football squad going into twenty twenty one what do you like what do you dislike? We should have a full dome right uh if we can get a sellout <laughs> for any of the games but uh you know we'll have fans i mean we'll get ten fifteen twenty thirty thousand whatever it is uh, or more uh what are you seeing here going into twenty twenty one for dino Babers and crew
1: yeah i mean from the, the sounds of it uh, they're uh, barring any uh you know, medical setbacks or anything. There won't be any uh, COVID restrictions on the uh, attendance or anything like that going forward, which is, which is great. Um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, the hope is that that last year was an outlier for 8 million different reasons. I mean, the COVID season just, I realized, you know, obviously some teams did well, some teams did not, but it, it just made it such a screwy thing that the hope is everything that went wrong last year, was a one off. I mean, and then the injuries last year were at an unbelievable level, and they were at just just the worst places. You lose your quarterback, and you're basically done at that point. I mean, once Tommy got hurt, the the offense was just couldn't do anything the rest of the year. And the hope is now with the the transfers coming in and the the freshman and Devito back healthy that you have. Uh, a competition in that room that uh, whomever is named the starter, and let's, for argument's sake, just say it's Tommy again, that if something happens this year, that they will have a better uh, answer to it. I mean, and going back to Dungy's last year, I mean, Dungy was phenomenal that year. I mean, that's one of the all-timer seasons we've seen in a long time. But he didn't make it through that season unscathed, and DeVito was there to, to pick it up a, a few times during the year. So that's the hope this year. Obviously, the offensive line really struggled, certainly early last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're getting basically everybody back. You're you're adding in this Chris Bleich coming in from Florida and some other guys in the mix, so uh, the hope is they have taken a step. And and we'll see on on defense. I I, kind of liked the general idea of what was going on, and then you you got your your three studs on the back end. Their seasons, uh, two of them ended early for various reasons. When you lose Cisco to the – I mean I've never seen an injury as as freaky as that in my life is just as far as something that came out of the blue the hope is you get some consistency because you, you got a lot of young guys to gain experience so I, honestly Mike it's hard to say and I think the one thing that'll really help in many ways and this is not just Syracuse is just by the nature of not having to play league games every week, the schedule has to be a little bit easier just to get your teeth into at the beginning uh, than it was last year. So hopefully you get some momentum from something that happens early in September that you can at least sustain, as opposed to last year where – I mean, you saw, you, you took a couple of shots, basically gut punches to the whole team early in the season, and that's really
0: hard to recover from. No doubt. I think so much of it does depend on, on the offensive line. You mentioned Cisco, and then, you know, you've got Melifonu here. I mean, I I think these guys could be good pros, Brian. I really do. I think in the right system, and and, and they're obviously guys who are, are easy to coach. Um, I think they've got bright futures for the NFL.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Melifonu's got uh, every physical measurable that you want. Yeah, um, So... Uh, He's he's got a shot to be a a good player of the league. And Cisco is as driven a guy to succeed as uh, we've had. I mean, this is a guy that came in early as a freshman. And who's this guy? I mean, he wasn't a huge. It wasn't a bad recruit, but he wasn't like a five star guy. He wasn't a huge recruit. And he's starting by the fall and leading the nation in interceptions like a week later. Did it the whole season. And he was in phenomenal shape at the beginning of this season. And and the thing about the the injury that I, I don't know, there's never good news when you hurt your knee, but, you know, people come back from ACLs uh, a lot easier than even just a handful of years ago. So hopefully his recovery is on that path. And it it was such a fluke injury that it's not like it shows that he has any, you know, significant further and future risk for it. And he's a guy, I mean, I think, He's a guy that is driven to do it, and I think we've seen it in the league. If you're not the, the five-star guys, the ones that make it and hang around are the ones that are going to outwork the other guy, and, and that's Cisco.
0: Final one for you. What, what happened with Syracuse women's basketball and the transfer portal, and do you think the, the transfer portal is just simply getting out of control?
1: Um, you know, no to the extent that I do not think – the future of the portal is what we saw this year, and I speak not just for Syracuse, but for basketball at large, and specifically basketball, because of the COVID year, everybody getting an extra year of eligibility. And the main thing I've said specifically to Syracuse, and okay, why why did it happen like this? Like, this year wasn't fun, and I'm not speaking for Syracuse. I'm speaking for everybody. Now it was a lot more fun probably if you were Stanford and won the title at the end of it. But like it was not a fun year to and this is not even just a basketball thing. Like it wasn't fun for any of them to go through a bajillion tests and okay, you're on a road trip and it's nice out, but don't go outside because you can't you can't leave your room. Like stuff like that isn't fun. And yeah. then when you start losing some games Oh, then against, I mean, I, it just, I can't imagine the mental toll on you. You're not, you're doing all your classes on zoom. And I, I realized, yeah, there's a lot of positives still. College was still free. So it's like, it's not the end of the world here, but I think, yeah, the transfer portal is going to be more a part of our lives, but to say like a year like this where, you know, everyone leaves and it's a whole new team, I, I'd kind of write that off as a, a one-off just due to this being the, the strangest year of all time.
0: Brian Higgins, Cuse IMG football host and sideline man, play-by-play voice for men's lacrosse and women's hoops, does a great job covering the Orange. He's on Twitter, at BrianHigginsSU. Don't forget about the ACC Network Extra and Cuse TV as well. Higgs, always love having you on, man. Have a great summer, pal. All right, Mike. You too. Good to catch you up. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Bryant & Stratton College for every and in life. Bryant & Stratton College, two- and four-year degrees are always available and they do, in fact, start soon. Make sure you log on to bryantstratton.edu. That's bryantstratton.edu for more information. The official college of the ML Sports Platter is Bryant & Stratton College. And by the way, if you're in and around Central New York, you're looking to stay at home, and craft that degree, and specialize something, hey, go to Bryant Stratton right there in Syracuse at James Street location or the Liverpool location. Bryant & Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Rosie's Corner, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Prestwick Golf, and Welch & Company Jewelers. For the best jewelry around, head on over to welchjewelers.com. They've got necklaces, bracelets, watches, you name it, at Welch Company Jewelers. welchjewelers.com. Ask an expert about all things jewelry and shop the showcase today. Welch & Company Jewelers is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor and the official jewelry store of the platform. Thanks big time to Brian Higgins. What a great job he does. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and make sure you download and subscribe to this podcast all over the major platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, CastBox, iHeartMedia, Amazon Music, you name it. And please do leave a five-star review and some feedback. And I should also mention you can get me on all the major platforms like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and IGTV, part of Instagram for my hot take Uh, ML Sports Takes, and of course, my nine-minute videos from Rosie's every Friday. Rosie's Corner, of course, Pizza Wings, Pasta, and more if you're in and around Central New York. Stop by Rosie's today. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. (music) tries to be unsafe online but during the holidays when you give up info and privacy you may give up safety too Accept cookies to get holiday cookies oh okay norton 360 with lifelock helps keep your digital world merry and bright with device security a vpn for privacy identity theft protection and more no one can prevent all identity theft but everyone can opt in to cyber safety visit norton.com news and save 25 percent or more off your first year of norton 360 with lifelock
1: with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Learn the art of filmmaking with Spike Lee or how to bring your creative vision to life with Issa Rae. Try songwriting with Alicia Keys and cooking with Gordon Ramsay. The possibilities are endless. With over 100 world-class instructors ready to teach you, that thing you always wanted to do is closer than you think. Get 15% off your annual membership today at masterclass.com slash save. That's masterclass.com slash save.